0: Be continued at scs.georgetown.edu slash podcast. This podcast is powered by Sports Drink, your digital water cooler. What's up, everybody? So we're back with another episode of Attention to Detail, the podcast. As always, I'm your host, Coleman Ayres. Recently, once again, another little leave of absence. I was over in Australia for about three weeks. Um, I'll have an episode coming on that just kind of explaining The mission as to why we went over there, how it went down, the basketball culture over there, how I see it um, relative to the states and everywhere else that we've been. But that's kind of why, you know, got on a little hot streak and then had to stop a little bit because traveling a lot, six hour camps, time difference, all that stuff kind of came into play. Thought I was going to be able to get some podcast episodes done, but clearly not. But we're back. Um, So this is going to be a quick episode, kind of a quick hitter one, giving you guys a tool for your training. I call it the Play Drill Play Model. And what it is, is essentially using your play, your games, and your training, so live play, as a reference. Um, It's a really easy way to structure your workouts, whether you have a partner, whether you have a coach or not. I talked about this in a coach's uh, clinic down there in Melbourne, and it was something that really think resonated with a lot of coaches but also players this is how I structure a lot of my camps and clinics and I think it's a pretty easy tool for you guys to understand and apply into your own training so I'll give you guys the tool some examples you guys can take it not take it use it however you want to make it even better than I make it um, and we'll see how it goes so first off what is play drill play and keep in mind that again I'll give you an alternative without a partner without other people in the gym Usually I'll use this in more of a group setting, and it's exactly what it sounds like. We play, we then drill or kind of add tools to the toolbox in the context of that game, that first play, and then we go back to play. So this is easily or most easily seen through an example. Let's say we're trying to work on two foot finishing. So I always start with a focus, right? Let's say player comes in, we identify that they need to work on their two foot finishing, uh the coordination of it the applying it in a live situation uh the perception of knowing when to do it all the things that go into two foot finishing cool what i'll do is have them start off with a game or a live drill that is constrained to a lot of two foot finishing so i'll say hey defenders on your hip you're driving downhill you have to finish off of two feet coming from this angle boom let them play try not to coach them up much all right from there i'm kind of seeing what they need to work on the player is kind of understanding uh, the situation what they need to work on in the sense of two foot finishing again that's our initial play then i'll say you know this can be after two minutes this can be after 15 minutes i'll say all right let's go drill this out a little bit then we'll just add some tools to the toolbox right so now it's like all right you tried it out Now let's add maybe an extension finish off two feet or work on it. Maybe let's do kind of some creative acrobatic finishing off two feet. Maybe let's uh, work on some contact finishing with two feet, but kind of in a more structured, uh, drilled, traditional on-air manner where we're just kind of adding tools to the toolbox. Then we go back to playing, all right? So I go back to either the same drill or a different one. I like to use a different one just to switch it up. And now we're trying it. Uh, The two-foot finishing the same skill with those added tools again with live defense So it's almost retesting themselves. So think about it as testing yourself Feeling out how that skill is and how good you are at it, what you need to work on So that's the first play then you're going to add tools, right? You're sharpening the sword You're adding tools to that toolbox. That's the drill Then you go back and retest yourself and you have the context to put all those things in place so why is the structure so good it seems pretty basic and it is i think the main thing for me is that it gives context right so a lot of times when an athlete comes in the gym and we have them working on a certain skill as a trainer uh, especially in an on-air situation i don't think they get the context as to where that could come in during a game they do but it's not like they're feeling it it's not like in a play drill play they would have literally just felt it and understand to a t exactly how it can come into play so when you allow players to feel out like yo these drills that i'm doing this is where they come into play i just did this now i can see myself or kind of visualize or imagine the situations that these tools will come into play so it gives them context again whether this is two foot finishing they come in and i kind of throw them into the fire at first and it's like nope try to finish off two feet they're like oh shit. how many ways can i finish off two feet this is difficult But then, when we do take it on air with the more traditional style training, those drills, now they say, okay, this two-foot extension finish, yeah, I can kind of see where that comes into play. I just had trouble extending from my defender in this drill, so now let me focus on this a little bit more. Let me visualize this defender as I'm working on it. So I think what it does is make our on-air training a lot more real, makes it a lot more engaging, because again, the athlete has context then we go back to the play, context again comes into play, where now they're able to use all these tools and apply them rather than just us giving them to the to the athlete or the athlete trying to add them to their bag and then hoping they come into play. Like, no, we're now seeing direct translation. I'm encouraging them, you know, as a player, if you're running this yourself, I would encourage you to use those tools or those skills that you just worked on in that second play, right? So now you are not only working on tools, not only working on techniques or adding moves to the bag or whatever, but now you're going back and with the, the, the specific context in place, trying these things out. And I think that's how we see the biggest application to games. And that's what's worked for me and a lot of the athletes that I've worked with and a lot of athletes that I've just kind of consulted to use this because, you know, they're, again, they're able to kind of see this come to life, apply it into a live situation and are a lot more comfortable applying this into one-on-one five-on-five three-on-three whatever it may be when they step off of the training court and onto the playing court um, another thing it does is also gives contact to the coach so if you're a coach or trainer listening to this it's a lot easier to see what to work on when you throw them into a live situation at first right um, and this is from a player standpoint too where like maybe we come in with that two-foot finishing drill i have in mind like all right this player doesn't seem like they're that good at this extension finish or this inside hand finish off two feet all right come in i throw them into the drill and they're killing it with those all right now i'm not going to work on those in the drill portion i'm going to work on something else because clearly it's just going to be a waste of time if we do focus on those things so again this gives me context where i can actually see the athlete in action even if it's someone i've worked with a lot I can see their tendencies I can see what they're comfortable with what they're shying away from what they're going to and this helps me structure my drills better and the same thing for you as a player right this is I mean my job to do that but a lot of players especially if you're listening to this are very self analytical so you can see dang what am I shying away from what do I not feel comfortable uh, going to in this playing situation in this live drill all right maybe these are some things I need to work on so you can much 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 more easily structure your drills and target it to what you need when you literally are coming straight off of something that is a pretty good analysis it's a live situation of what you're comfortable and not comfortable with if that makes sense another thing is that you're a lot more engaged in the workout I don't know about you guys but if I'm a player I would much rather come in and compete and try to score and get buckets on players Uh, so you know when you come in and the first thing is, is drill you're like, all right, why am I doing this? Again, you don't have the context, and you're just not as engaged because you're, you're, you're going against air. You're not playing against defense. This is an easy way to, even if it's just one or two minutes, come in, right? You're competing a little bit. It gets those competitive juices flowing. Then when you go to drill, you're a little bit more engaged in the workout already. You're kind of flowing a little bit more, and that's usually going to set up, uh, set yourself up for success the rest of the workout. Uh, next point I think is is I've already touched on it but you, you don't end up wasting time on things that you're already good at where you're able to kind of analyze things in the, the first section, the first play section and if you realize alright I'm already good at this let me scrap this drill for today because I'm already pretty damn good at it like maybe there's another thing that I need to work on you, you become a lot more efficient in your training you end up spending less time in the gym which is huge it's also just more fun um kind of on the same boat as the more engaging one but you're going to come back to work out to train more often if you're having more fun with your workouts in my opinion it gives you more longevity and again when you're allowed to get buckets and then also just see these things come back into place like you get these small wins where you're like yo i just worked on that in the drill portion now i'm applying it in the play portion it's more fun uh, you you, you want to come back for more. You want to come back and train. You want to keep going with that. And again, that is, to me, a lot more conducive to learning and developing a long term training program than just drilling it out on air and never seeing any wins in your training, if that makes sense. Um, and then lastly, it's just, it's more easier to, to, it's more easier, it's easier to organize for me. And then this is again why I run. A lot of my camps and bigger groups under a play drill play model and even like you know smaller groups to me it's it's easy for me to take a focus whether it's two foot finishing i'll give you guys some more examples and come up with a play drill play than it is for me to just arbitrarily come up with drills for something so i think whenever i have a focus to work with this is much easier for me to organize and probably for you as a player as well again If you're a player listening to this, your job is not to be a trainer and come up with the craziest drills and stuff and structure workouts to a T job is to do the best you can. And this gives you some structure, gives you some easy direction as to where to go. Even with some of the trainers that are on our team or that I kind of consult for, I'm like, yo, if you really want to be your kind of ease your job of structuring your training, use play, drill, play. It's a pretty damn easy model. Um, You can adjust like the time and the, the reps of each one depending on how much live competition you want, how much on-air competition you want, or on-air drills you want. But you kind of get the whole nine in terms of like traditional training, live training, all that stuff. Very easy to structure. So a couple examples real quick. Let's say I want to work on shooting off the catch. All right, so I go into a drill where maybe players player is sprinting up from the corner. Defense is chasing them. They got to catch the ball quickly, get into the shot before the defense can come and contest and block that shot. Easy. All right maybe i expose them to different uh footworks with it so i'm saying all right now you have to hop into it now you have to one two into it now you have to rotate into it um kind of just seeing and this is again my job to evaluate players in this drill and again they're starting to pick up these things as well like ah, oh, the hop doesn't feel as comfortable so i start to see these things i'm like all right maybe they're having a tough time getting on balance with a hop right, and they're kind of rotating towards the basket as they hop this is tough for them All right, then I'll take that into a drill section. I will rep that out with them. I'll get creative and and kind of challenge your balance. Maybe coach them up, give them some techniques for it. Easy. All right, and then we'll go back into the play. And now they're trying to apply this with live defense, maybe open up a little bit more for them. So say, hey, you can take one dribble, just give them some more possibilities. Easy. So again, now they saw it, they get the feel for it. We go into the drills where they're working on it. They're kind of sharpening this tool. And then we go back into the play where they can apply this into a live situation this could be floaters right we work on floaters uh maybe i see that they're not very good at carrying their momentum through their floater so we work on this we target this quality go back and train floaters with defense and now we say all right this defense is chasing you down you got to run kind of sprint through that floater to get it off same idea this can even be physical qualities too like all right coach i need to get better uh, get, getting low as I'm playing, or as I'm ripping through, as I'm attacking closeout. Cool. all right, I'll play them in a live situation. So say maybe the ball has to start on the ground. Right? Both hands are on the ball. You're starting in kind of a hips low situation, exploding out of there with a the closeout. They feel this out. They see kind of why they're uncomfortable with it. They get the context for it. They get to try it out. Then we go drill it out. Maybe this could be literally in the weight room or some physical qualities that we're training. All right we're getting them more comfortable in these low positions and exploding out of these and then we go back to a play where they're able to apply these into real life in a real situation and hopefully again this helps them get comfortable with this as we bring it back to that play um so again this go i could literally go on and on if you give me a skill to work on or a quality to work on i could find a play drill play within seconds just because it's to me it's a really easy way to organize it um the logistics can always change for example like Sometimes I'll come in and literally just do two minutes of that first play because I just, I know already what we need to work on, or it's, we don't have much time. So I just want to get straight to kind of sharpening the tools. Boom, two drills a play. Sorry, two minutes a play. Let them get comfortable with it, familiar with it, get the context, start to have some fun, get engaged in it. Then we go to the drill. Then maybe we play more at the end so that they can apply those things. Uh, maybe they pick up the things really well in the drill portion and after a minute of the the second play portion they're like killing it everything is just easy i'm like all right we'll cut this move on to the next one so logistics can always change if you don't have a partner also i think it's still a possibility wouldn't necessarily be play drill play but more so just like creativity or explore and then drill and then back to that so for example i'll do something where it's like all right we want to work on mid-range all right you got to shoot a mid-range from the short corner every time but it's got to be different or a different shot every time with one dribble so every single rep got to find a different solution with one dribble to get to that short corner and uh shoot the same not the same shot but shoot a similar shot so now they're just trying a bunch of things they're exploring they're getting creative maybe you see a couple things in that drill where you're like all right this shot felt a little bit uncomfortable maybe those are the things that you target in the drill section right so you explore you kind of found the the targets You go and target those in the drill section, then you come back to it and find a drill or a more creative drill to work on those things that can be considered play. Maybe you just visualize defense, whatever. So you can get creative with this as well. So it's not just when you have multiple people in the gym, you could also get creative with how you are structuring this by yourself. So again, kind of quick hitter episode. I wanted to give you guys a quick tool that you can work on in your training without taking too much of your time. I think this is huge for structuring your workouts. This can really change how you train. Hopefully you guys enjoyed this and you're able to apply it. Let me know what you think, and I would love to hear any feedback and, and even see some videos of you guys applying this. Till next time, I'm out. See you soon.